When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's. We are here with the season finale of the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. That's right. That's right. Season three finale is here. We're talking season three, episode 20, Miracles, baby. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. To the season three finale. Hells yeah, man. You excited to talk about it? Listen, I'm so excited. I watched this episode and the next one. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so I am one of your co-hosts here, Josh, here with my best bud, John. And man, how the hell are you doing? I feel like it's been forever. It has been five fucking minutes, but I am great. <laughs> Actually, good, good. It's been a little bit longer. We had to take a bathroom break and we had to rehydrate because hydration is important. It is gentlemen, If you're not drinking water, then I got two words for you. Good for you. <laughs> That's three words, but okay. I don't care. <laughs> I said my what I said. First off, don't correct me. You're not my mom. She's dead. She is dead. And she would be very disappointed. She would be. Should I still call you Turd Ferguson today? <laughs> if you guys missed out, go check out the previous episode, 319. Yeah, if you're watching this episode, you didn't watch 319, then what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, you can't just watch the beginning, skip to the end, and then be like, oh, season three was great. You would, you would think that. <laughs> but when we when we dropped uh, the two last episodes of How I Met Your Father at the same time, we got more views on the final episode, which means that people watched and or listened to that without huh. listening to the one before it. Weird. Just saying. Yeah, people are strange. People are strange. You peoples are weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But like I said, we are talking episode 20, Miracles, uh, which originally aired on May 19th of 2008. May 19th! <laughs> of 2008, directed by Pamela Fryman and hey, written Fry. by the showrunners themselves, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. They like to do that. They like to do that. And hey, I'm glad they do because they put out some good stuff. Uh, okay, so the summer, no, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet them, but like, yo, yo, my co-host thinks you guys suck ass. <laughs> All I'm saying is Clone High was the worst show ever. Hey, man, Clone High is the bomb, and it's also not them. 
I stand by what I said. <laughs> uh, so the summary for this, uh, by the way, kids, if you haven't watched Cologne High, yes. that was a show that came out 20 years ago uh, and is now getting a new season. It and is. You should go and watch it. It's on HBO Max right it was, now. It was one of those shows like Firefly that had one season and didn't go long enough, but people still love it and rally behind it. And if you don't know what Clone High is, then you need to go watch it and have yourself a makeover, 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 makeover. Interesting. Makeover! They came out like right around the same time. They did. So it's cool stuff, man. It was a good time. Earl's early 2000s. There's some interesting stuff going on back then. Remember Joel Cola? Dude, I do remember Joel. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the early 2000s. Ah, <laughs> uh, Joel. Good times. Yeah, bad, and so bad you times. Some fucking sugar crash. How many Joel? I mean, it kind of reminded me of like early version of Tantrum. I was gonna say it's like Tantrum. It's it's. I feel like that's where they got the idea for Tantrum from in the show. Probably was, was Joel. It had to have been because. Uh, I mean, Although I Marshall love... literally rips a phone book in half, so <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, and he but he drank a fucking ass ton of that stuff, man. So you never know. It's like it's like angel dust. <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad, but hey, man, have you done angel dust? How the fuck You're would you? Right. Know? I was. I've never done cocaine, so <laughs> it's like that's cocaine. How the, How the fuck, fuck would you know? know that? I love when he's like, oh, had to bring your stupid fucking rope. <laughs> fucking rope. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so the summary for this episode, <laughs> season three, episode 20, Miracles. Ted breaks up with Stella, but regrets it after an accident makes him realize his true feelings. Marshall and Robin argue over the existence of miracles. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we get into this episode, because like this is just easier to cover here than at the end. Do you believe in miracles? I mean, not in the religious aspect that if I see I'm it. not saying they have to be religious. I'm just saying miracles in general. I mean, I do believe that, like, uh, you know, some some crazy ass shit happens sometimes. You know oh, what I mean? All the time, crazy shit happens. I don't know if whether or not it'd be religious or not, but like, I like to think that like weird shit happens, and like some of it could be a miracle. Yeah, yeah, I could see some of that. <laughs> do, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? Uh, all right, so we're going to get into this. Uh, but first, uh, I have a couple of little side things here. Sarah Chalk, okay. okay, you know, plays Stella in this episode, apparently had to film an episode of Scrubs earlier in the day and go right to set to do this. No shit. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah, it's it, it's extra funny because she ends up in a hospital. Oh my god, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, so this is 2008, so that would have been season 7 of Scrubs. Yeah. Wow, think about that, man. Like It's like mid-Scrubs. That was like what, what uh, private practice, Elliot, right? Uh, at that point? Yes. Yeah, she, was, she had to have been private practice at that point. I want... Because <clears throat> that was like right t- toward the end. Yeah. 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 Uh, Also, this episode was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Art Direction for a Multi-Camera Series. Interesting. I didn't know that kind of, like, Emmy existed. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
Emmy-nominated episode here, and we're about uh-huh. to talk about it, and we're probably going to make so some So it was jokes. only nominated, so it didn't win. Yeah, it just said nominated, so. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Always the other shows. Never fucking the good one. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> never. Always the bridesmaid, never the wedding bride. There we go. <laughs> I get what you did there, and I yeah. liked it. Yeah. All right, so Future Ted starts things off with the story of the cab ride that changed his life. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so during the opening, we see this beat-up car, okay? And it's got the word taxi spray-painted on it. Yeah. And there's a, a, a guy, a shirtless driver, who's bald, okay? Now, in the next scene... Did you catch the connection to this part? No. All right, so we're going to get into this. Okay, so we flash back to earlier in the day at the apartment. Ted walks in, and he wants a beer. It's 10 a.m. Yeah. What do you think? I First off, what do you think stuff. about that? <laughs> I mean, you're asking a guy who works third shift, so by the time my 10 a.m. hits, it's everybody else's, like... That's true. It's everybody else's five. <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, man. I'll toast to that. Uh, and so then we get a, a quick glimpse of Marshall sitting in a chair reading a newspaper. Okay, this is where it comes in. The headline on the front page of this newspaper reads, Nude Cabbie Vows to Kill Again. Oh, shit. And it has a picture of a bald guy with glasses <coughs> and an eye patch. So the guy that Ted could have gotten into the car with was the nude killer cabbie guy. Fair. There's also a, uh, next to the picture, there's a note on the newspaper that reads, Dear New York, I will be back. More must die than naked cabbie. So, yeah, I thought that was really, really a nice little, nice little kind of joke that they kind of stuck, Easter egg kind of like joke that they put in there. Yeah. Uh, If you you decide you want to watch it again or just in general the next time you watch the episode try to keep an eye like look like pause it oh i'll go back and rewatch just the opening just for that yeah it was really like to see the actual cab like the it's not a cab it's just a car this is you know it's it's face fast it's It's a car it's the one where ted's like who knows where i would have ended up if i'd have gotten in that one yeah, <laughs> it's like a beat up rusty looking car that has taxi spray painted on it with a naked guy wearing an eye patch, bald naked guy with an eye patch. Fair. <laughs> Apparently, he's the naked cabbie. All right. Uh, so Ted sits down and tells the gang uh, about how he and Stella broke up. So we get the scene with them. She's talking about her sister's wedding, which that becomes a big thing later on because the whole thing, like her sister's uh-huh. wedding falls apart and then they take over the wedding. That's, it's, it becomes a big thing, but they mention it here. Um, and she invites him to the wedding, which is six months down the road, which that shows us the timeline now, now that we obviously know what it leads to yep. six months from now is the wedding, you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, and I have a interesting note about this scene. The, the place where they're eating at is the popover pantry. Bam. Two minute we, date. Yeah, it's where, but it's where Marshall and Brad had their brunch. Oh yeah, 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 at the popover pantry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what, bro? Can't have another brunch with his bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then flash back a couple of years, uh, and we see Barney telling Ted 
that you never make plans that far in advance. Nope. And and he rips up a pair of Springsteen tickets. Listen, that first fourth off, row, you man. Rip up my tickets like that, man. You get knocked the fuck out. I don't care if you're knocked, my friend or not. Knocked out. I would expect if I did that to you, I would expect you to knock me right out. I really would. However, because that's not cool. Robin's response to Springsteen makes me fucking laugh. Yes. Because because of this show, I have done this in a conversation in real life. <laughs> And that's where she compares Springsteen to being the American Brian Adams. I, I, oh my god, I died when and she said that. I was explaining Brian Adams to somebody once, and they were like, "Well, how would you explain him?" And I was like, "Listen, you ever listen to bring uh to to Springsteen?" And they were like, "Yeah." I was like, "He's the Canadian Springsteen," and they were like, "Oh," and I was like. <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. Uh, so I, I did the, uh, the, the 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 math, I guess you could say, on this. Um, Ted and Robin started dating in May of 2006. Okay. So they had, for a year. Yeah, but they had only been dating for two weeks when this happened. Oh, according oh, to wow. according to Barney, he says you've only been dating this chick for two weeks. Yeah. Um. But by the by this point, she had been she was part of the friend group. All right. So when Barney's like this Robin chick, you you won't even remember her name, right? There were some people online who were like, oh, this doesn't make any sense, you know, because they would have known who she was. I you know, they would have known her really well. My thought to this was this was Barney being Barney, not caring that it was Robin who they had become friends with. But pretending like he didn't care, he didn't know who this chick was. That's the way I looked at it. Okay, because that that's a hundred. That's a hundred percent something Barney would do. Oh yeah, Barney wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, he'd be like, "You won't even remember this Robin chick," even though it's like they've been hanging out with her for like a year almost uh, at this point. Yeah. Know? Um. Yeah, and and the the concert was in January of that, like the following January. They were still together. So like they could they would have gone to this concert that Barney destroyed their tickets. There had to been a way that Ted could have gotten replacement tickets. Yeah, like usually you can get them like reprinted or whatever because like they scan tickets and, and stuff like that, and so like only one set can get in. Yeah, you know what I mean, even back then, I mean, I went to a lot of concerts back then, like, a lot of concerts in that back in that time, the early mid two thousands. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So like. Yeah, just, I th- he could have probably gotten them reprinted. So, like, yeah, I think so. I don't know, but yeah, they were together, and uh, they were still together for like another five, four, four or five months after that, because they broke sadly. up. Sadly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ted reveals that as soon as uh, she started talking about the wedding, he freaked out, and he just spiraled out from there, and and winds up breaking up with her, or at least. In his mind, as we find out later on, in his mind, he broke up with her. <laughs> I mean, uh, it sounded a lot like a breakup to me. Yeah. Um, he says that, you know, he believes he did the right thing, you know, for her and for her daughter. That's what he's, you know, he's using, which I mean, I get where he's coming from, but it's like, come on, Ted, what are you doing? I mean, it is, it's, it's a valid reason with a partial cop out. Yeah, like, yeah like, I agree. He's not wrong. When you're dating somebody who has a kid, it's, it's 100% like you're dating two people. And, yeah. you know, and 
at this point now he would he's met her daughter, so I get it. No, wait, did he? Yep, better a couple of episodes ago. Oh yeah, it was the, uh, the when they were gonna have sex episode. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so he's they've he's already in this kid's life. Yeah, and you know even if it's just a little bit, he's already in her life. So yeah, it's like come on, man, what are you doing? Uh, we then flash forward to Ted in a cab, and he gets T-boned by another car and winds oh, up yeah. in the hospital, man. Uh, interesting thing about the cabs, okay? So, when Ted first gets in the cab, it's it's uh, the number on the cab, it's like 6Z something, something, whatever. It starts with a 6. Then, when the cab drives away, and then also in this scene... The cab starts with a nine. It's nine something. Like they, wow. they, 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 it's a goof, you know, like an error yeah. uh, in the episode or whatever. But later on, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Later on, we see a guy get into a cab with balloons, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy that Barney. He's in the nine cab, the same number as that, that oh, they, no sp- shit. that Ted's cab switches to. Like they obviously, they probably only had a couple of cabs to probably. use. Probably. Yeah, uh, so that's, and I didn't think to go back to check this, but I'm curious what cab Abby was in in the last episode. Oh, yeah, that would have been. I'm going to have to go back and check because uh, I bet you anything she's probably in, like, they probably just have, you know, cabs because they use yeah. cabs a lot, you know, uh, I mean, on their yeah. Because they're in New York, so I bet you they That's, have like a couple of cabs. And I thought about that. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Little little goof that uh, felt kind of neat to to talk about. Anyways, uh, so Marshall gets a call while at home, and he's the first one there. And I, my assumption is that because he's the he's the uh, point of contact for the emergency contact, that he must call. He either calls both of them. Both Robin and Lily, or they do a tra- like a tree, like a you know what I mean. Like oh, yeah. he calls Lily, Lily calls her. I don't know, um, but they all get the call and they take off. And there's like this very emotional slow mo running scene with like some Radiohead playing in the background. Um, and like I found myself like getting emotional watching that scene, which I was like, that's some damn good filmmaking, right? Oh there. yeah, like yeah, because they make you think like Ted's like. Yeah. yeah, like just the the music choice, the the decision to to go slow mo with the run, the the way all three of them are performing in this scene, like they look devastated throughout that whole run. It's I don't know, man. It was it was great to see it, and then they get to the hospital, and it's like it's like everything just drops. The music stops instantly, and it's like, oh yeah. hey guys, oh hey guys. He's totally fine. He's fucking eating Jello. He's eating Jello, man. He's just totally fine. So I mean, oh, man. <laughs> Jello. Jello. Uh, <laughs> so Ted realizes that he has made a huge mistake, and he needs to fix things with Stella. But she is at Kitty Funland, and I was really bummed that they did not use Tuckahoe Funland. I mean, it was already brought up in a previous it was. episode. Like, if you're going to use a fun land. Listen, 
The you thing that makes me laugh is thing. that Ted brings this up to the orderly. You got to get to Kitty Funland. He's like, listen, you, no matter where you need to go, you're not getting morphine. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what he's calling. Calling the, you know, getting high. Kitty right? <laughs> I was uh, just like, damn, that's a good orderly. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Marshall says that uh, because he walked away from the accident without a scratch, that it was miracle. a miracle. But Robin... She doesn't believe in miracles, John. So Marshall gives her an example. March of 2006, McLaren's Pub. Fucking one of my favorite scenes. Pencil up the nose. Now, I was listening to the commentary. This is something that actually happened to the writer Chris Harris, who was the co-writer on the last the, the episode before this. Yeah. During one of the writer room meetings. No shit. Yeah. Pencil fell out. They're, they're like, we don't remember if it, if they were doing the same game and it fell or if somebody just threw it in the air, but it hit and right up his nose. Wow. And that's, and that's why they put it in the episode. I mean, yeah. it is an amazing, not either way it happened. Amazing. Yeah. It, and Barney's reaction. <laughs> Uh, uh, am I dead? Yeah. Am I dead? <laughs> I mean, apparently that's pretty much what their the, the actual reaction was. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's probably how I would react to something very similar to that. I, I think my reaction, and because I thought about this, like when I was watching it, my reaction would be the, uh, do I pull it out or leave it in? Do I pull it out or leave it in? <laughs> Oh my god, that would have been a good one too. That would have been a good alt take if they had done that. I would have liked that. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Lily then calls up Barney to tell him what happened. And, you know, she's talking to him and, and at first he thinks uh, like that she wants to like bang or whatever. And, uh, you know, he she tells him everything that happened and he just hangs up on her. Yep. And so they all think that he just doesn't care. But in reality, as we see literally right after, he's like, no, he's like, I got to go. My friends, you know, and he needs me and he, he takes off. Me. Yeah. Listen, the thing that makes me laugh here is this is one of those rare moments where we get to see a side of Barney that, well, we get two things from Barney that you rarely get to see. One, his caring, compassionate side. Two, he speaks Korean. Yeah. Yeah. We see that occasionally. Yeah. Because uh, there's but, uh, this and there's the Chinese... Yeah. Um, like it's, but I love that he says to them, like, I have to go. My friend needs me runs out the door and the guy goes, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah. Like they have no idea. <laughs> That's what made that see. I think extra fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he just starts running. Well, no. He doesn't. He goes to get in a cab. Well, and he's cut I off. mean, like he runs out of the office. He's like, oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's gone. He, he's out. Yeah, yeah. But yes, he he gets to the cab and he's cut off by, as I mentioned before, a, a guy man with a bunch, a bunch of, of balloons. balloons. Yeah, which means either that cabbie drove really, really fucking slow. One, two, took a really weird fucking route to the hospital, or three. Barney versus the machines. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something. Okay, so we don't get to see a lot of Barney's travel to the hospital. True. But 
on the commentary, they talk about what their thoughts were for some of the things that he might have done to get there. Yeah. And, and one of them was he hopped a ride on a fire truck. I could see that. Yeah. I could so, totally. Remember the time he, uh, it was the, it's the Marshall versus the Machine episode. It's where they decide that they're going to race. Yeah. And he gets the stake and then he's like, uh, 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 I need an ambulance. We have a heart attack. Yep. And then he gets in the ambulance. He's like, yeah, take me here. And they're like, oh, no, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take you to the closest one. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, he, he definitely did some other stuff uh, to get there, which I thought was pretty I cool. I would not doubt that. I mean, it's Barney Stinson. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so Ted tells the gang that, you know, what changed his mind uh, and it, when this happened was that Everything that he loves kind of flashed before his eyes, you know. He said bits and pieces, but the stuff that he loved. And Stella was one of those things, you know. So he knew that he needed to to fix things there. And again, Marshall thinks this is a miracle. Miracle. Robin's still skeptical. So he gives another Another example. example. I love this example. This is my, of the three, this this is is my favorite one here. Uh, it's July 1999, Kennedy Airport. Marshall, just back from Amsterdam. And he definitely just smuggled some drugs in. From, oh, from, yeah. Uh, but before the TSA guy can uh, you know check his bag, there's a shift change. And the new guy, he just lets him go, man. Be breezy, Listen, bro. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the second guy. He's like, oh, just back from Amsterdam. Found a brother. Do you know who this guy is? Nope. Do you know the name Doug Benson? Nope. Okay. Well, he's he's a comedian, and he's a big stoner. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him in a lot of different different things. So when he popped up, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that this was was Doug Benson. So I thought he's got a a podcast and everything, too. Okay. Um, Yeah, it it, it was really, uh, I love this scene. (laughs) The thinking about Marshall as a as a drug smuggler, <laughs> like that's that's some serious stuff. He he could have he could have gone to prison, man. He was about. Oh to yeah, he was about miracle. to get himself like really fucking locked up. Yeah, miracle. <laughs> uh, then Stella shows up. And then we go to commercial. We'll see you guys in a few minutes. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> No. And welcome back. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably stick the ad break right there. <laughs> Just because. Uh, so everyone else leaves and they, you know, they talk about everything. They they seemingly make up. Um, she, I love it. She checks his chart. It reminded me of Scrubs. It's like the way she just picks it up. She's like looking oh, at yeah. it. Elliot Reed style right there. Elliot, uh, yeah. what? Can't pig or read. Can't pig or read. Uh, <laughs> and so then she climbs on top of them and they start making out and dry humping. 
Oh, man, yeah. if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me in the hospital, I'd be broke. You'd be broke ass hoe. There it is. You are a broke ass hoe. Uh, <laughs> Marshall, once again, <laughs> miracle. Miracle! And again, Robin not buying it, man. Not Jeez. buying it for a second. Uh, she definitely doesn't have a nickel for that. Yeah. Uh, and so he gives another example. April 2008, which would have just been like a month prior to this. Yep. Lily's classroom. Marshall was about to beg for his job back. Uh, he's playing with some kids, you know, trying to on some funny hats and whatnot. Which is great. Running on some very dry material where he's only got a big head. Yep, that's that's it, man. He's got a bunch of tiny hats. All he's got is a big head. Uh, and then, you know, interspersed with all this, we get him meeting with Hewitt from, uh, is it Nicholson, Hewitt, and West? Yeah. I think it was the name of the place. Uh, you know, and he's about to get his job back. But while this is going on, he realizes he he's, has got, he's got... And lice from trying out all those oh, tiny yeah. little hats, man. And he can't take it anymore. He yells it out, and oh, the dude's like, dude, "Get out!" He does it <laughs> in such a I have lice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he definitely doesn't get his job back. And uh, we learn that two weeks later, the uh, the SEC takes down Hewitt. We see him getting oh, you know, yeah. escorted out by by the SEC. Kind of so, funny. Which is which is interesting because. John Cho's character, who was the guy who tried to to hire who, who hired him in the first place, over there. Uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, oh, the guy who played Kumar or Harold. Yeah, Harold. Uh, yeah, yeah. He they they mentioned that three years later he gets arrested too. Oh yeah. So like this law firm, real shady stuff. Yeah, all I hadn't over. actually thought about that. Shit. Yeah. All over the place. That's kind of a nice little callback. Yeah. Uh, and so Stella comes out of the room, and Lily says, "You know, we're so happy that you guys are back together." And Stella's like, "What do you mean back together? We di- we didn't break up. That wasn't a breakup. We just, you know, we got into an argument." Wait, did Ted think that was a breakup? Ted thought it was a breakup. And this this miscommunication does not sit well with her. She is not happy about it. Um, and she goes back in there and. She essentially she says, you know, if you you felt like this once, you, you you're gonna feel like this again. So it's over. You well, know? She says the jello straight out of his hands. She does, dude, right out of his hands. It was like when uh, Barney smacked the burger out of Marshall's hand. Yep. Um, but this to me felt again like Stella looking for a reason. Yep. You know, we talked about that a couple episodes back when when that happened. And that's exactly what this feels like, you know. It's like, why do you automatically think, like, he he's obviously, he never lied about the breakup. Like, that's, he, he assumed oh, yeah. that you knew that this was a breakup. And when she asks him, he's like, yeah. That's what it was. You know what yep. I mean? He doesn't try to hide it or anything. Nope. Doesn't you know? even. No, not at all. And so, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if they wrote it this way at all. But part of me is putting this at least onto her character that she's, like, projecting her own insecurities onto Ted. And that it it could be about 
her lingering feelings for Tony. Ooh, maybe. Because we know what happens. Or maybe you're projecting your own personal insecurities onto her insecurities. I don't think so, because we already know. We already know that she still has feelings for Tony. And the only way she deals with it is by avoiding it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%, I guarantee you, you're right. I was just picking on you. I know. About projecting your insecurities onto hers. If if they even had that in 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 their mind yet. Probably not. But I like to think I like to retcon it that way for my own head. I don't think though that like once they started writing it, they probably were like, Oh shit, we can get away with this because you know, this is this is how she's acted the whole time. It could it could yeah. just look that way. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of pieced it together nicely. Uh and so the the gang come because Stella leaves, the gang comes and they talk to to Ted about it. And Marshall asks Ted a question. He says did you say I want to break up? And Ted's like, of course not. That's a horrible thing to say. And I realized there's a reason why he he acts this way and why he didn't say it. That's the exact same, and I mean exact, same thing he said to Natalie in season one. When he broke up with her. Oh, yeah. When he broke up with her on the second time. He says, I want to break up. Yeah. And then he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. So, I mean, I would probably avoid saying that phrase, too. If I, I hadn't actually thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the re-return. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like, I love the way they piece things. I mean, that was from season one. We're talking the, the beginning of season one, like episode yeah. four. And we're coming back end of season three and and they bring this this back and it and it explains why ted reacts the way he does you know why he kind of softballs this break yeah. well because he learned from getting his ass kicked by a chick who was practicing krav maga yeah and he was like well i don't want to get my ass kicked again for trying to be nice and breaking up so let's really cushion the blow mm-hmm. and then she has a misunderstanding yeah yeah and it's Which probably just goes good to proof, though. You never make assumptions, though, either. It's true. It's very true. Because, I mean, yeah. Ted could have been a nice way, like, after he said it. And she was like, okay, well, I'll see you later. And he's like, you understand what I'm saying to you right now, right? And still, like, without saying we're breaking up further, like, yeah, drove it home. Yeah, he could have done a better job. It's true. Uh, and so wh- while in the hospital, Ted gets a call on his cell phone. From the front desk of the very hospital that they're in. Yeah. Which. That lady is the lady who calls Marshall about Ted. Yep. So she knows Ted's literally there. Listen, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, first off, they wouldn't have called Ted. Like, no, they would have just would've... gone into the room. Yep. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Ted Mosby. Wait, he's literally here. Okay. I'll just walk across the hall because he's literally across the hall from where she is. Like. <laughs> It's like, okay, weird, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but he gets the call saying that, uh, you know, because he is the emergency contact for one Barney Stinson. Barnabas Stinson. That's right. And so we flash to the outside uh, where we see Barney approaching the hospital. Uh, and he goes across the street and he gets hit by a bus. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is when, okay, so there's, I don't know if you 
noticed this. He probably did. But when he's getting when he's across the street and he's looking at the hospital, the cab with the guy with the balloons pulls up and the guy with the balloons gets out of the yeah. cab. Yeah. Which I thought was was great. Well, and I thought that was that's why I said like either like that cab driver took a really weird route. Yeah. Because they get there at the same time and Barney like <clears throat> ran hypothetically. Yeah. And I'm just like though, though New York City can get traffic jammed pretty easily. I bet like You're not you wrong. Could, you could sit there, you know, you could be a mile away and it could take you getting half an hour to get there. True. You know, it's it's pretty nuts, uh, unfortunately. But uh, so theoretically, that could have been the reason. But like I said in the commentary, they say Barney did some stuff to get there. So you know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't going to be stopped. He was not. And so they uh, you know they they go and see Barney, and he's in a full body cast. Full uh, body. And he claims that he was uh, in a, in a he was up in that part of town because he had to attend a very important uh, in international business meeting yep he's an as, international businessman <laughs> and i have a very important international business meeting to get to uh yeah so i love that he reused that and it's funny because i mean he t- kind of was in an international business meeting i mean you're not wrong he was he left uh he just wasn't up there for it uh barney purposely had the doctor set his broken arm in a high five position yep which I love that he actually has. He tells Marshall to, to do it. High five me. Are you <laughs> sure? That's why. Why do you think I haven't set my arm like this? Like, and then he does it, and he's like, "Worth it." <laughs> love it. Uh, and so Ted and and Barney like they talk and they have this real emotional uh, like makeup scene, which was which was nice. And they're finally bros. They're you know they're friends again. They're brothers. Marshall gets in on it. <laughs> I love and then it. Ted runs off to go get Stella, and Barney still continues to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but M- before that, Marshall's like, you know, they both survived these accidents, you know. Miracle! Miracle! And Robin, still cynical, and then we get her explanation before Ted runs off uh, as to why she does not believe in miracles. So when she was a kid, she had a dog. Named Sir Scratchawan. <laughs> I love this dog's name, Sir Scratchawan. And uh, it got sick and needed to be put down. But when her parents took him to the vet, the vet told them about this experimental procedure to uh, save this dog's life. But it had a big side effect. Uh, and it turns out it turned it into a turtle. <laughs> or so that's what they told her. Uh, and she apparently did not realize that this was a lie for uh, quite a while. Didn't realize that. And I love that she admits it, though, too, because she's like, it took me longer to realize than I wanted to admit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's yeah, that's when she realized miracles. They're not real. And so uh, Ted gets his results. And that's, you know, when he realized, you know, everything's fine with him. And so he needs to go and find Stella. Yeah, he's got to fix it. Yeah. So after Ted leaves, Marshall asks Barney uh, if he saw anything right before the bus hit him. And they start listing off all the stuff like boobs, suits, money and scotch in various ways. I mean, and, that's definitely Barney. Yeah. But uh, he gives this look to Robin, his smile and this look. And so yeah. we know we know something's coming. We know something's coming. Oh, it's coming. And the, the episode ends with Ted showing up at uh, Kitty Funland to talk to Stella where he proposes but 
he doesn't have a ring. No, he does he uses not. He's a little stuffed orange kangaroo. Orange kangaroo? And I, and I think it's fucking adorable. It and is. then fucking Tony goes and ruins it. <laughs> yes, eventually. Um, part of me kind of wishes it had been like a purple giraffe. That would have been really cool. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. Uh, or if it, or it had been yellow of some sort, you know, to try yeah. to try to show us it going the other way. But it was orange. That's okay. I mean, I think it's primarily because a lot of those places don't carry traditional toys. But like, a, you know, orange and yellow are close. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought that was uh, it was funny. It was an interesting way to end the episode because it's a hard cliffhanger. It's like, you know, will you marry me? Boom, come to the credits, and that's it for the season. That's it for the season, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Season completes. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, that was the you know, season three, episode twenty, episode miracles. Uh, John, what are your final thoughts on the episode? This is a good episode. It's a it's a not a laugh riot, but it's definitely a solid episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I enjoy it. Um, has some some real good moments. Uh, in it and uh, left us on a nice cliffhanger so brings us back coming in so all right folks so that's the end of that now we're going to get in to the last of these for season three we're here for barney's blog suit up bitches that's right folks all right so this one is titled emergency room but it's spelled all funky okay it's spelled all is it because he's in the cast? <laughs> so it starts off. Thwears win an accident. Okay, this isn't working. And then it's and it goes into something else. It says, "Hello, I'm Bill, a nurse here at St. Anthony's. Pa- uh, at St. Anthony's, patient Stinson has asked me to type this stupid blog for him because he suffered severe injuries to over eighty-three percent of his body. Eighty-three percent. Hmm." He says he'll pay me quite handsomely, and judging by the stack of hundreds I found in the suit we cut off him, I believe him. So here, uh, so here goes. Barnacles, you find yourself in pursuit of the ladies. You may be forced to don a disguise of a less awesome nature, such as a full body cast. Now, dot, 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 and says, hold on, what the hell is a barnacle? And are you saying you wear a costume when you're trying to pick up chicks? Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a conversation. It says, why? Uh, get them true go host me. That's kind of pathetic, no? Seems to me you'd look like a damn fool wearing a costume in the middle of the club. Don't people laugh at you? No. Sure they don't. They won't. Why don't you just be honest about yourself and tell a woman she looks beautiful? Usually works for me, and I empty bedpans for a living. Well, you're doing it wrong. That's funny. I have not one, but two lady friends from last night who may beg to differ. Oh. True? Okay, anyone who's actually reading this blog, you're being misled. Meeting women is not that complicated. You don't need capes or costumes or whatever. Just show an interest in what she likes. Make her feel special. Oh, and wear a suit. I'm not gonna pay you now. Uh, then I guess I'll, I guess I'll be a little slower with your morphine drip. No. <laughs> and that, folks, 
is the season finale of Barney's blog. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. That's a good ender for the season. It is. It is. So uh, <laughs> with that, John, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Find me on Twitter. Simply saying J1. Check me out. Hit me up. And let's do some talking. All right. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. That's the uh, Twitter page for my site, Merc with the Movie Blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can check me out. Uh, <coughs> you can check me out right there on the Merc with the Movie Blog YouTube channel. And uh, if you like it, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, smash that shit up, and click that little bell. Whenever you uh, can find it, I don't fucking know where it Damn is. Damn straight. And when you do find it, don't forget to click it and set your notifications if you're watching on your mobile device to let you know when we drop new content. That's right. And uh, if you're listening on audio, you can head over to anchor.fm slash lastcallhimym, and you can leave us a voice message there. Love to hear your beautiful voices or your Hell yeah. beautiful voices. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, all of the above. Let's hear it. Listen, everywhere we're available, it's Last Call, H-I-M-Y-M, Twitter, Patreon, Instagram. Boom shakalaka. And uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit us up there. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read that out on air. And, of course, like John said, Instagram and Twitter at Last Call, H-I-M-Y-M, Patreon, Last Call, H-I-M-Y-M. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Hear all your thoughts. And uh, be sure to join us next week when we uh, start covering the new episodes of How I Met Your Father when they come back. Hell yeah. uh, I think with all that, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? (laughs) Stay stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) No, that doesn't feel right. All right, all right, all right. Nope, still not it. You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you guys next time.